Kirby is on summer break, but we'll be back with brand new episodes in August. In the meantime, we're sharing some segments from way back when that you may have missed. This week, we're talking the worst couples in comics. And trust us, there are some doozies. It's all happening now on Cover B. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes. Or come and gone by the time we post this, but... It's tomorrow um, for us. It's tomorrow for us. And yesterday for you! Yay! Assuming you're listening to this, like, on the day we put it out. Happy chocolate and wine and erotic massages hangover day, everyone. Happy Hallmark gift card day. Happy... I'll put these flowers where everyone can see them and throw them away day, everyone. Happy, let's see if I can get out of this diabetic coma by St. Patrick's Day day. Happy, who are you? We have a restraining order. I told you to stop calling me day. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. All right, you won. Sweet. Damn it. Personal experience wins again. <laughs> So today, we wanted to talk about, well, we didn't want to do the cliche thing and be like, let's talk about the best examples of kissy, kissy romance in comics. Oh, our favorite couples that give us warm, fuzzy feelings. Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> we instead are going to talk about the absolutely shitty examples of romantic ties in comics. Yeah, the couples that shouldn't be couples, and oh god, why are you a couple? Yeah. And there's so many of them. Word. They just keep, there's, there's, ugh, they're well, Who you got? Lay it on us. Okay, Lay so. Lay it down, the son. worst, the worst example of comic relationship is, for some reason, every goth girl's favorite couple of, oh, god. in comics, yeah. Harley and Joker. It's not okay for your man to treat you like that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. He's abusive emotionally. He's abusive physically. Get He's it, abusive girl. sexually. Mm-hmm. He is condescending. Mm-hmm. He is manipulative. You're he, right. He is the worst. Mm-hmm. He is a literal psychopath. Sing it, child. And it's just awful yeah. that these girls... These tweens seem to think that they look up and they're like, I want someone to love me the way Joker and Harley love each other. No, you don't. If that happens, it's... you need to call a grown-up or a loved one. You need to go to a shelter. Yeah, what it is, is it's, they look at it as like, look at them both. They're both so edgy. I want that. You know what I mean? Like, they see, like, the makeup and the clown costumes and they're like, ah. Oh. Why can't I have a skinny dude with a f- messed up face and a purple suit? You know what I mean? Like, that's what... But yeah, I, I get you the whole, like, relationship goals hashtag with, like, Joker and Harley really messed up. It's... it's, it's all, and it's awful. it's all people, as with much incorrect conjecture towards comics, it's a bunch of people who have never read a comic in their lives it's a bunch of people who have never watched these characters interact in their lives they just know kind of what it stands for and they see them as like 
hee hee partners in crime yeah and they 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 bone and then beat up batman i want that and yo i want that <laughs> it's it's the what oh i i get really verklempt over this it's that talk amongst yourself <laughs> neither a chick nor a pea discuss it's that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes I watched Mike Myers. It's in neither the 90s, chick whatever. nor pee. But it's that they watch like snippets of 30 second scenes from Bruce Timm's Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. in the like hot three second spurts in which yeah. the Joker's not a total flaming asshole to Harley <laughs> Quinn. And so they're like, oh, gee, he's so sweet. He's just crazy. It's not his fault. And I'm like, no, it is his fault. And it's bad. He literally beats and demeans her at any given point in time. He literally abuses her. He throws her to his mini. I mean, they go way more into it in the comics afterwards because, you know, comic writers were able to look at Bruce Timm's thing and be like, wow, that was messed up, homie, and extrapolate. And now Harley Quinn's actually kind of like in rehab from Joker. And that's why, you know, she has moved on so much and has now had been in a healthy relationship with Poison Ivy and like all of these great things have happened to Harley. But the Harley Joker thing is not okay. It's not okay. And we need to stop. If you are in contact with a girl dressed in Hot Topic who is talking about how she wants to find her Joker, just give her the old backhand and tell her to stop. Or sign her up for one of those like prisoner pen pal things i'm sure she could find a joker there <laughs> that's right those are your two oh, options that's there are plenty of wrongfully accused and wanting to rehabilitate people in prison this is true but there are also plenty of jokers <laughs> also true yeah that's fair yeah um i'm gonna go with i was thinking about it today i was trying to pick ones that weren't like immediately obvious like, I, want, I wanted to pick, like, one that was kind of, like, lost to history and one that was kind of mainstream and probably will piss a bunch of people off, but it's how I feel. So I'm going to start <laughs> with the lost to history one, which I actually ended up with two. And just real quick, the whole, like, Johnny Storm and clone of a girl who looked like his sister thing, really effing weird. Yeah, that was so just gross. Just saying. And now the... the person who it was a clone of or an android of or whatever comics uh is (laughs) married to the thing and it's just all very complicated and strange but the whole premise of this character was she was the daughter stepdaughter of the puppet master who was one of their big villains and he convinced her with a mind-controlled thing to like, the thing, not like he mind-controlled his thing, though that would be a really cool superpower. <laughs> um, that would be really cool. He's like, look at it, Fantastic Four. And they're like, God, uh, who let you in? <laughs> no. <laughs> Johnny, get the broom. Um, I should write comics. Draw in the seven. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> call up Boundless, everybody. Um, oh. But yeah, so he convinces her... Or kind of coerces her, I guess, to infiltrate the Fantastic Four, disguised as Sue because they're identical. To the extent where Reed Richards, who is Sue's like fundamental love interest, 
and stares deeply into her eyes at any chance he can get. And Johnny Storm, who is literally her freaking brother, do not notice the difference. Just do not. And then after that whole debacle, Johnny starts trying to pull the sister panties off of this person. (laughs) He's like, oh, wait, you're not actually my sister. You just look like my sister. Cool. Let's do this And then years later, Johnny went on to form Pornhub. So, um, and he was like, wait, stepsister videos are popular? Jeepers. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) For those who don't keep up with the news of Pornhub, good. Uh, the, but anyway, the second one I wanted to talk about that was a little bit lost to history was Tara from the Teen Titans and Deathstroke. What? And. Shut up. Yeah, so back in the Dizzy. Uh, Tara Markov, who was the daughter of the King of Markovia, had, a uh, rock flingy powers. Neat. Uh, she was an earthbender. Okay, okay. Shout out to all the earthbenders in the world, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she, she had a brother, I think, who was named, like, Geomancer. No, I don't think it was Geomancer. Geo something. Um, Very literal. And he was a good guy, and she was kind of a little bit rough and tumble. She ended up being like a hitman. And then she met Slade. Um, and I... It's been a long time since I've like full-on read this story, because this was old story, like back in Teen Titan days. And uh, I think they boned. Or had some sort of weird romantic thing. But she was like 15. That's when, not when okay. they met. You know what I mean? And Slade has he's like the lead singer of Everclear. He's always been an old guy. Um <laughs> point. Uh, <laughs> oh. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's they like had this weird romantic thing and then she joins the Teen Titans without them being aware of her connection and then basically traps them and comes out and is like it's funny because it's like horribly i think it was the 80s but it's like horribly old school comics because she like comes out and to fully send home that she's a bad person she's smoking oh my god they're in like a hive base and they're all in superhero garb but she like strolls out smoking and calling people like jive turkeys and stuff like that oh, sweet and Lord. so you really get that she's actually a bad i think beast boy even comments like you don't normally talk like this and she's not like swearing she's not like hey gay boy or anything like that like she's not being rude or derogatory she's just like talking in like hip slang you know what i mean she's and that drama kid yeah and beast boy's like you don't usually slang who taught you this <laughs> And it's really, it's bizarre. But that that is, I'm going to go with that one. I think that one wins over the Johnny Storm thing, because it, it's got creepy, like, creepy, like, pedo things going for it. So. Speaking of odd, like, age difference, creepy relationship, icky stuff, I did a little research before our session this evening uh-uh, don't you be peeking <laughs> and i didn't know this was a thing and it freaks me out and i hate it and i hate it so much 
So we all know that Rogan Gambit, you know, hashtag forever, hashtag married, mm-hmm. all of those things. And that's great. Oh, yeah, I know. But apparently there was a time when she broke up with Gambit and she started Bone and Magneto. Yeah, I feel like Rogue, and there's a few instances of Rogue and Magneto being canoodled. Because I know in Age of Apocalypse, I think, they were a thing. Ew! Ew! Ew, ew! 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 No! Ew! No! You know, ew! I mean, but... You no! Know, <laughs> no! But, come on, in the comics, he's like... Yeah, he's old, he's but he's like not like... He's like 70! Yeah, but he's not like feeble old. He's like... You know, it would be like, you're telling me that you would, like, join a school as a teenager and you would interact with this person who is essentially, like, a muscly, white-haired Michael Fassbender, right? And then you get a little bit older and he's like, hey, let's go get milkshakes. And you're going to be like, no. Except, except it's not like a white-haired Michael Fassbender. It's just straight-up Ian McClellan. He'd be like... Hey there, you look like a stand-up dame. Let's go get malteds. And you'd be like, no, I don't want that. Ew! (laughs) Ew! Don't! I would go get malteds with Ian McClellan. I mean, I want... Strictly platonic. I mean, I I want... I mean, that sounds like fun, but like... Yeah. The creepy other stuff that happens afterwards, supposedly, no. Yep. And then I also have one lost to history that is simultaneously like the worst couple I and the best couple. totally know exactly which one you're going to bring up because I knew when we came up with this idea that you were going to bring this up. And I love the story of this one. So um, I'm super excited. So there was a period of time. It all took place off camera. Mm-hmm. It all took place in, in past tense. But Squirrel Girl was romantically and physically involved with Wolf of Frickerine. Yeah. So in... What? In, I think it's in the... I want to say it's in the Mighty Avengers that this happens, but it's in one of the Avengers books in the, like, mid-2000s. Um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have a baby, and they are hiring nannies to watch over their baby. And they ask for a bunch of, like, super people. And they go through this, like, rigorous hiring thing. Because they want to make sure that the person who's watching their baby can truly take care of their baby. Right. And they end up finding Squirrel Girl. And Squirrel Girl's, like, super effing weird. And I think (laughs) before this point, she was just kind of a throwaway character. Like, I think she hadn't appeared much. And it was always just a humorous thing. I don't even know if she had appeared beyond yeah, yeah. the, like, initial introduction but with Tony Stark. this was the advent of the, like, Squirrel Girl, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl concept, if I'm not mistaken. This was when it started to come about. And meanwhile, while they're interviewing people in the backyard, Wolverine and Iron Fist are sparring. And they kind of, like, come to a point where it's, like, a quote-unquote tie and they both think they won. And Squirrel Girl walks out there and Wolverine and her literally have a moment and talk about like, like reference ambiguous moments where they boned in the past. With with things literally like, I thought we agreed we'd never see each other again. And 
well, you look good. Well, you look amazing. Like, yeah. like, huh, what? Yeah, it's Whoa. so weird. And then Squirrel Girl proceeds to kick his ass in a spar with the help of squirrels. It's great. It's it's, it's so great. Hard. It's like fantastic comic book writing. It's just like this bizarre, obscure, like really surreal moment in the middle of what otherwise is just a normal superhero, like broody superhero book, you know? And it it it's a terrible couple because if you know anything about Squirrel Girl, she has equal powers of squirrel and girl, and she tries to fight crime with her brain and her heart before her fists. But she will totally take you out with her fists because mm-hmm. she's dope. But she's like the most positive, uplifting, kind-hearted, considerate, best friend type character that's ever been and or was. And then there's Wolverine, who's just kind of a giant broody douchebag all the time. Like, if he can't fix it by killing it, he probably just not gonna fix it. <laughs> and so the thought of the two of them is literally like, like, yin, bone, and yang. And it's weird. But they're also kind of the best couple because it's hilarious. Yeah, because it's just a fun concept. It, it kind of makes sense that he would respect her because literally there has never been a foe that she couldn't beat. She's on like first name basis with Dr. Doom. She has stopped Galactus from eating the planet. She has, uh, like, literally, just everybody. All of the big baddies she has put down and told to stop and wins every time because she's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Undefeatable. So it makes sense that the unbeatable and undeathable <laughs> did it. <laughs> So I'm going to drop a bomb real quick. Uh-oh. I have always despised when Superman and Wonder Woman end up in a relationship. Yeah. Because I feel like, personally, it does nothing for, like, either of their characters. Yeah. You know? Like, on a Superman side, like, it, because it, the couple itself really presents this whole kind of, like, Aryan utopia couple mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean they're both gorgeous they're both badasses super powered nigh unstoppable super smart super polite and clean cut and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're both really like it's so it just it's this like Aryan ideal couple and i just find it bizarre that superman would never have a problem with that also honestly wonder woman is just very intense for him and also he's just always had this kind of like obsessive boner for humanity mm-hmm. in general Agreed. and then on a wonder woman side i just don't know why she would be so fond of somebody who is so like selectively weak as oh, yeah. superman is you know yeah. what i mean like she was raised to be a warrior raised to revere the gods and revere battle and revere strength over all else and while I could see her fully respecting him, not, you know, choosing to not be, like, this high-powered, like, dictator, you know, by all mm-hmm. means, like, I can understand that. But I don't know why she would be able to form this romantic relationship with this guy who is 
such a Boy Scout. I've just never thought, I've always thought the people that cram them together, the times that they've been crammed together, it's always just like, hey, this one's hot, this one's hot, they're both super, put them together, you know? Yes. And it's, it, it just doesn't do anything for their character, in my opinion, but it happens all the time. There's all kinds of like Elseworlds titles and, you know, it happened in the mainstream comics for a long freaking time. And it's just like there's so many elements of both of their characters that don't go together. Mm-hmm. And this may just all, you know, not trying to shut down my own argument. But honestly, this all just may lead back to the fact that I loved the like Batman Wonder Woman romantic arcs from the animated shows. that's valid you know what i mean i've always thought they made a better couple anyway um and i'm kind of sad that the justice league run of movies is deteriorating because they were kind of setting it up like it was gonna be they were hinting at it um and i'd be down for that but i don't know i just i understand wanting to put super people together but i feel like theirs was the type of couple that was written into the story because it's the two main people you know what i mean Main example of female superhero, main example of male superhero, couple, you know, and it just, it was bizarre. It's always bothered me. I totally understand. And I think my biggest issue I have with when they put Superman and Wonder Woman together is that when they do so, what essentially results is that they lose their independent um, personalities and immediately get placed into a Zeus Hera archetype. And so Superman, when he's in a relationship with Wonder Woman, he it's when he gets power hungry and it's when he stops caring about humanity and it's when he stops, you know, taking the rules that he's placed on himself as the ruler or as the protector of Earth seriously and just sort of does whatever he wants. And... When Wonder Woman is placed into that role, it's when they make her jealous. It's when they make her vindictive. It's when they make her callous and and rude. And it's literally like you force them together because you want them to rule Olympus. You want them to rule over the superheroes. You want them to be the king and queen. And But you don't let them keep their autonomy when they do it because Mm -hmm. together they wouldn't their autonomous characters wouldn't work together. So you have to change them to fit that placement and it just destroys who they are. Yep. And it doesn't, it doesn't work. I agree with you. And just to close out this whole segment, I just want to send a reminder to all the writers out there, a situation where Barbara Gordon, Batgirl is in danger and Batman sends Nightwing to go help should be the only time Batman ever gives Barbara dick. <laughs> oh my god. Just a reminder. Oof. I Oh, I felt that one in my uh. <laughs> Just a reminder. So for for you for you people involved in the Killing Joke animated film. Shame um, on you. Shame. Shame on you. 